this is not a drusha, this is a message. Um, what message? And uh, it uh, takes you up a little bit, that's the, that's the purpose. No one ever said that life is uh, just gaiety and lightheadedness, that's called Kalas Das. People should be serious. And here we are, <coughs> virtually Erevresh Chedesh Nissen, Tovshin Ayin Beis. And this is a very, very special time in, in Klai Yisrael. The Sefer came out uh, around a month ago, a little, pa- a little pamphlet with 264 Ramosim that Tovshin Ayin Beis is the Shana. Now, a lot of people discount that because I'll talk about Kitsim, we don't know. We don't know. Okay, well, I'll tell you what we do know. <coughs> we do know. You probably saw Rabbi Moshe Wilson's sleep that he was all excited and he, he called an emergency gathering and a thousand people showed up and he told them about the Medrash. The Medrash I had seen before. I was wondering what people are doing with it and I was happy to hear that he made major issue, of course the major is the major issue if your father wants to see where it is it, the major is in Yaakov Shemoni Yeshaya Kapitel Samach Ois Tov Tzadik Tes in the middle Amar Av Yitzchak Shana Sheben David Ba the Melech of Poras is going to go wild and it's going to scare everybody that's Iran and even everybody's going to go can come to each other and say, "What?" Well, the whole world going wild over what's going to be with Melech Poras. Now, I'm sure you don't have the daily newspaper, you don't listen to the radio, of course, so you don't know that <coughs> that the major topic that's being discussed all over the world the last month is Iran the bomb who's going to be the ones to try to destroy Israel or America and that will inevitably trigger off World War 3 these are things taken that this is it's, it's it's not a question of if Israel or America will bomb Iran to try to destroy the nuclear power the question of when and that was the big machlikas between the Prime Minister of Israel and the black Muslim in the White House of when to attack and the Prime Minister Israel wanted to attack right away and um, that guy was called the President of America and now wait a while when it's after the elections and I want to get reelected with the Muslim vote and then you know and the Chulay and then everybody's talking about it but Yisrael where are we going to go? You know, we're in Eretz Yisrael it's 5-6 million years in Eretz Yisrael we have no place else to go on the Nelech on my Kodesh Baruch don't be afraid 
Shaas Gulaschem. The hour of Gaula has come. So here we are, Everish Khadish Nissan. The Nissan Nigalnu or the Nissan Asidin Ligoya. I'm hoping very much that it won't be true. I'm hoping that the Gula will be in Khadish Adar still. Still have quite a few days of Khadish Adar left. I'm hoping that it'll be preempted. That'll be a get of Ahishana. But this year, getting ready for Pesach, you know what I mean, Pesach? Been getting ready for Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, Yitzhiya's America. Yitzhiya's America? Yitzhiya's <laughs> America? Yitzhiya's America? Exactly like I said. Yitzhiya's America. Gula. Gula doesn't mean you stay here. Even though Baruch Hashem, Cleveland has, he has such a wonderful Moisad, there's so many Hashem and Moisad here in Cleveland. Not going to stay here. You're not even, even going to move over to to Lakewood or, or Muncie or, or Monroe or New Square, no. See, that's America, period. And you got to prepare for it. You know, your mother wants you to help prepare the house for Pesach, but of course you have to do that. How about preparing yourself, your family, for the Gulash Lema? Which is more important? Much more important because Pesach is on Yitzhak Mitzrayim. But we're very hopeful that this year will be CS America. How about that? Revulsin was very, very strong on this. Uh, other Gedalim followed suit in a little more subdued way. And even Rabatisio Solomon Stephen needs a Matisio, Matisio Chaim and Ethos. He came out and he heard everybody, a lot of other Gedalim were talking about it. This is it. This is it. It's so clear, it's so obvious. And uh, all the Simon in my hair. Even he said, he said, we don't know. We're not allowed to say Vada is going to be this year. But one thing he does know, and, and you have to say, is that Rebbechonel Vassaman, 80 years ago, already Paskin, and so did the Chavetz Chaim, his Rebbe, that we have entered the period of Iqvaser the Mashiach, 80 years ago. Iqvaser the Mashiach means the footsteps of Mashiach. I mean, his, his, foot, his footsteps are, you can hear them already, you can hear footsteps. Said about the show, footsteps, you can tell how far a person is by how strong the footsteps are. If they're light, you mean they're far away. When the footsteps get louder and louder, you know that the person whose footsteps there are, they're much closer. And he says, one thing he cannot deny, that the footsteps of Mashiach are very, very loud. Very loud. Which means that we're, we're very close. We're very close. So we have to think of two things. We have to think, number one, of bringing this Mashiach. And we have to think of ourselves and our families of being chosen when the Gula comes. And I want to explain something, and it's scary, and, and nothing I can do about it because it's reality itself, and it is scary. I want to share something with you. One of my scariest moments, I was five years in Panovich. I was there to look up three times a week, and sometimes four times a week, to Chatzno Levenstein, And only the last year of that five did he start talking about Moshiach. First four years he didn't mention it. The fifth year he started talking about that obsessed. And then he started talking about becoming a Roy to be 
Mitzvah's Mashiach. Then one of the times they're speaking about becoming worthy of being chosen to, to greet the Mashiach, he stood up there and he said, I don't know if I'm ready to, to, be, to be chosen to meet Mashiach. So we, we almost giggled in the audience. It's not you, who, who yen, yes, it's the Tzadik Ador. He wasn't fooling around, he was, he was serious. I'm going to tell you a story that Abchatzel told me. I was in Panavish. In my days, there weren't, there weren't too many Chutzlars uh, people in, in Panavish Bechal. And we didn't go home that often. <coughs> if you have brothers that in Chutzlars, they'll come every year, maybe twice a year. I went home every two and a half years. Two and a half years, then I went home, then I came back for another two and a half years, and went home again. So after I went home for my, the first, my first trip, or the second trip, I forgot. I went to take a bath from Chatzmah. No, the first time. And the little thought there, where are you going? I'm, I'm going home. I haven't been home for two and a half years. You're not afraid that while you're home, the Mashiach is going to come? In America? I said, great, I'll come right back. You last. You'll come right back? You think it's so easy to come right back? I'll tell you what the Chavit Sayyid told me, he said. He heard from the Chavit Sayyid that invitations for joining Mashiach are like a chasana. You know, when somebody has neighbors that they barely talk to, but they're right here, you know, yes, you can't not invite them. You know, because you see them in the morning, this or that, maybe Shabbos and Shul, but they're, they're right here, you know, you can't not invite them, they're here so they get invited. Much closer friends don't get invited if they're far away. From the Vitans, he said, from far away, only the Mukuravim get invitations. Those that are here, Mamela, Kimai, everybody's invited. Those from far away, only the Mukhadim. So he said, if you stay here, you're here. You still you get invited. Chances are much better. You go there, you have that big squeeze to get invited. I know some Gedolim refuse to go to America for that reason itself. I know some Gedolim that were invited to Hasidus and they really should have gone and I can't. For me, Mashiach going to come. And I won't have the schuss to be invited from far away. So here we are. Mashiach's coming today. Today. Ava Pich Yisma Meya Imko Achak Eloi and if Cholil has not today, tomorrow, that's how you have to live. And if you don't live like that, then it's a big shaila. Sheikh says, You didn't even care if I came or not. You didn't even ask for me to come, you didn't even await my coming. Metzapim leroisoi, says the Rambam. You have to be metzapim leroisoi. One of the things they ask you, even if you don't have, even if the doesn't come, and that's not a question of joining his bandwagon, one of the questions they ask, in the Elon Lamb is, Yachamea Besim Shana, is he peaceful to Yeshua? Did you look forward Yeshua? And now to get a little scarier, 
Let's talk about the greatest Holocaust Kalayitrol ever had. Now, it wasn't in Germany, in Europe, in the, in the late 30s and 40s. No, that wasn't the greatest Holocaust. The greatest Holocaust that Kalayitrol ever had was in Egypt, in Makas Freshech. When a minimum of 80% of Kalayitrol were destroyed. We all know that. When out of five less than four fifths died, that's eighty percent. That's Rashi only brings out one sheet because Rashi doesn't even want to mention the other sheet. It's Mitzvahlikas. The Hamushim only one out of fifty, 80%. There were 600,000 men between the ages of 20 to 60. People lived for a long time. There are usually that many men over the age of 60. There were millions of children. So there are usually a million or so men. So that's one-fifth. I mean, and then there were families and millions of Jews were killed down in Makas Hoshech. Millions of Jews. Did they ever stop to think what was the big sin that they that they did? As a matter of fact, they didn't do any sin. Because there were no sins available to do. Because they didn't get the terror yet. There were no mitzvahs, there were no mirrors. There were no sins. What did they do to, destroy, to deserve to be annihilated? Because it's important to understand that because we don't want to do the same thing. The Jews that were killed in the Second World War, a great part of them were killed because they were Halevi Yidin. So we don't have to try to think why they were killed, because it's whatever the Hezbollahs were, but we didn't do it because of our various, like a lot of the Halevi Yidin were killed. But in Mitzrayim, there was a reason why they were annihilated. And Chazal tell us, Rashi says in the Kitzin Nimrats with the Medrash Rabbah's Moharichos, Cheshech, Lama, Haiti, Alehem, HaKadosh Baruch what was the purpose of Makas Cheshech? It didn't do any real damage to anybody. What was, what's going on there? Everything else did damage. What was the purpose of Cheshech? Says the Medrash, is Baruch Shemoy Shela HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shein Lefanda Masu Panim. That the Kodesh Baruch had no favorites. Even B'nai Avram Yitzhak and Yankiv. Ein Lefanda Masu Panim. And there were Yidin that had no particular will to leave Mitzrayim. What does that mean, that number three? You're a slave. You know, you had God that you when you were a little girl, and right now you're little siblings or nieces and nephews. And the Haggadah, you see the pictures of the cruel, mean taskmaster beating everybody. Working so of course they wanted to leave no because you know in those 210 years the Kali Israel were enslaved now the Jews the Jews are superior people the Jews are superior people everybody knows the statistics some people are very proud of that the Jews are a small fraction of 1% of the world's population and 30% of all the Nobel Prizes were taken by Jews. And people say, 
that 30% is only because there are so many anti-Semites in Norway and they only gave to a Jew when they had no choice. And if it would have been fair, it would have been 80% of the Nobel Prize because the Jews are superior people. I sound like a racist, I'm a very big racist. Jews are different. Jews are superior. Jews are, they have, we have the genes of Avram Yitzhak and Yankev. Shiftei Kah. Dora Midbar. The Dora that stood at Sinai and saw the Kaddish Baruch And those genes were given out to us. So of course Jews are superior people. And if they use their brilliance in other fields, of course they will excel above everybody else. So let's have a few scenarios of what happened in Egypt. And the slave, the Jewish slave, comes in and he sees his, his master sitting there, very oh, bothered and problem. Master, what's the problem? Well, income tax season is coming. I owe the government so much money, I'm going to lose my, my, my estate. They'll take you away also because they owe my money. Master, can I, can I look at your income tax filing forms? <laughs> You're a slave. Master, what do you got to lose? You know? So a year with the Yiddish cup, he goes. 15 minutes later, he says, Master, I, this is a deduction, and this you take over, this and that. The government owes you a lot of money, Master. Hey, you're my accountant from now on. Forget about bricks. I'll hire some blacks from Sudan to do the bricks. And you're my accountant, Jew. Okay. And you're going to have different clothing. You're going to have a different house. Okay, Jew, you saved me. I have worked on money. And another Yid comes in, another slave, he sees his master, they're perplexed and bothered. What's the matter, master? I'm being sued, I'm being sued, and I have no defense. And I, and I. To the master, can you explain to the chamber of this Master, I'll be your lawyer. You <laughs> I'll be your lawyer, master. I will get you. Look, the Jew's a Jew. And he goes in there, and there's brilliance of the Jew, and he gets, you're my lawyer, forget about bricks, kid, you know. You're my lawyer from now on. Another guy comes in, another Jew comes in, and the master is sitting there. For, oh, okay. What's the matter, master? I'm losing money in my portfolio. I'm losing money. I'm in the federal terrible amounts of my stocks. I'm getting. Excuse me, master. Can I take a look at your portfolio? That you're going to sell and you're going to buy more of this and this and this and this and this. And you got rich. You're my stockbroker. And very soon the Jews were all white-collar workers. And they were given... Accordingly, skills, they got paid, their clothing, and they felt good. They gave out of your mind to use the brilliance of the Jew carrying bricks. And the, and the Egyptians realized that. So they tapped on to the Yiddish superior intellect. And the Jews are pretty comfortable there. They're comfortable. Now, there's another chazal, that's one chazal. There's another chazal. Their name, their language, and their dress. So here we have two things. The ones that died in Makas Chayshech were comfortable in Egypt. Here it says that the ones that were zeichet to leave were the ones that didn't change. Now I want to impress upon you. There, there's no Avera to call a girl Nancy. There's, even after the Torah, this is before the Torah was given. Even after the Torah was given, you call a girl Nancy, you call her Nancy. 
not there. You have to call her Chana Yetl. Well, they dance, they trip. It's Kefalach, Mavera. What's the big deal? These took Egyptian names, and these took stayed with the Yiddish name. This is very simple. To be Zecha, to Geula, you have to want to become part of the Kodesh Baruchus, Amashem. Moshe Rabbeinu came down to Mitzrayim, and he told us, to fall the shyness of Gula, and the response of Kali Israel were twenty percent yes, and eighty percent we were pretty happy here in Mitzrayim. But if you're happy in Mitzrayim, you're gonna stay in Mitzrayim. You stay right there, because you have to be a Gula, and you have to show and do whatever you can. I'm a Yid. My identity, my name is Yid. I'm a Yid. I speak my language of a Yid. And I dress like a Yid. And the whole world has to see. None of these were mitzvahs or Averois. But they were mean, I want to be a Yid. I want to be Amashem. I don't want to stay in Mitzrayim. So Magas Chayshev, the Kodesh Baruch did. I'm going to use a very, very frightening, disgusting word. But that's what happened. This word is associated with the monster Dr. Mengele Yemashem When the Jews came to the concentration camps, they were lined up and this monster Dr. Yemashem It's something called Selectia. And the Jews came. He looked at each one. He had a power of vision and seeing health of each person is by looking at them who was healthy enough to help the Nazi war effort and who was worthless and go straight to the guest chambers those that were worthy of helping the Nazis working vests and those other ones links to the guest chambers mothers were separated from the children husbands from wives and brothers from sisters And that's what the Kodesh Baruch did in Mitzrayim and Makas Cheshire. did a selection. We didn't have to line up. Because it says in Chazal that Medrash is Baruch Shweshel HaKodesh Baruch Ein Lav Matsu Panim. No favorites. These 80% that died were B'nai Avram Yitzhak and Yain Kim. The 20% that left were B'nai Avram Yitzhak and Yain Kim. No difference in Yichus. The difference was he looked in the heart and in the kidneys if they wanted to leave or they didn't want to leave. He didn't give them the opportunity to speak up. All of those who want to leave stand on line here and those who don't want to leave stay there. No. He looked in their heart and their kidneys to see what is the gut feeling. Was the gut feeling? Oh my goodness! I mean, even if I just proclaim I want to leave, it's not enough. That's not enough. And based on that, he made a decision that in eighty percent of them die. They weren't even zeichet to see. They weren't the lichtige yidden. They were the yidden of chayshech. And that's symbolic that they died in Makas Cheshech. Kodesh Baruch says, Or la goyim nesatich, a yidav zayn lichtig. Only if he's pure Jewish. 
Only if he's Jewish through and through. He's Jewish outside with his clothing, identity and language. And he's Jewish in his heart and in his kidneys. In Gans in Yiddish. Nothing else is mixed in. That's Orla Goyim. And somebody that I detect in his heart and his kidneys, that he's happy to be by the, by the Mitzrim, he stays there buried six feet under. This is exactly, exactly what happened in Makas Choshech. Chazal tells us the same thing's going to happen in the Gula Shleim as well. That's what Rebchazka was talking about, Hashem Nechalitzchayim. That Davzeich is Ein Tzegeula. Of course, something called the Selectia. Because God looks in our heart and our, our kidneys and says, Do we really want Kula? Do we really want Kula? So I'll tell you two, two jokes about Geula. One is uh, the rabbi tells it, a rope tells a joke, another one is from uh, Herzl Tzimaya. The rabbi tells a story that he was once talking about, I feel that the Geula is coming close, and we should you know, start thinking about it. Answer Dominic, a year of Alabas comes over and says, Rabbi, you said you feel Moshev coming very close, yeah, yeah, imminent, I, I think so. Rabbi, you already pull up there. <laughs> Could you hold off for a month or so? You know, ask him to hold off. Why? See, my wife and I have been heading out for years for a vacation in Honolulu. And according to the brochures, I don't think Moshev would let us go. So, I really have been looking forward to this. So, we'll be back within the month when we finish with our trip. And then, fine, let the Mashiach come. Okay, Rabbi, all right, we do Rabbi. Can we finish off our, our vacation time a little first, Rabbi? So, you might tell the story. In a shtetl in Europe, the Hoof tells the Balabatim, Mashiach came to China. Mashiach is coming any day. Mashiach is coming. And he's going to take us all to Israel. Isn't that great? So the Yid goes home. Pushes the Yid, simple Jew. Goes home and tells his wife. Mashiach came. Mashiach is coming. The Yid said, he's going to take us all to Israel. Isn't that terrific? And she says, oy vey, oy vey, oy vey. She says, look, our whole Parnassah, we have cows and goats and sheep chickens, ducks, and geese. I don't think Mashiach is going to take them to Israel, take us to Israel, leave behind our cows and sheep and goats and ducks and chickens and geese. What are we going to do without them? We can't live without them. Go tell the rabbi we're not interested in this Mashiach business, we want to stay right here, together with our cows and the goats and the chickens and the ducks and the geese, because we need them. Wise words, wise woman, wise words, goes to the road. I spoke to my wife, and she very wisely, she's a balabosa, she understands things, and she says, we can't handle this. We don't want to go there to swell, because we, we need, we can't be without our cows and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the goats and the sheep and the ducks and the geese and the chicken. The Rav got very upset. The Rav says, Goyim are killing Jews here. Pikuach nefesh. Pikuach Nefesh, and you're talking about some cows and sheep and goats and ducks, chickens and geese. Pikuach Nefesh. We have to get out of here. Can't stay by the goyim. Wise words, wise words. So my wife goes to report to his wife. 
My dear wife, the Rav says wise words. It's true that, uh, you know, your husband of the ducks and the chicken and the geese, the cows and the sheep and the goats is very important. But Kukhnefesh is more important than true than being killed by the guy. You've got to get out of here. She couldn't rub that off. She had to think for a while. Aha! Chabanates, I have a plan. Go and tell the Rav that the Mashiach should come. I take all the Goyim there to Israel. And we'll be here all alone, safe and sound with our cows and the goats and the chickens and the geese, the ducks and the ships alive. You, you have any uh, ducks and chickens and geese that you wouldn't want to leave behind? You have any how to lose? You really want to go to work? Now, how about, wait, wait a second. In Eric Israel, I have a nice house over here. I have a very nice house. I have a nice house upstairs and downstairs, finished basement, backyard and front yard. I, I saw it in Eric Israel. And, you know, my siblings have two and a half little rooms there. Can we just maybe stay here, you know? You really want to go? You really want to go? You really want? Not just intellectually. But Rav doesn't even look at you. He doesn't even ask. He doesn't even ask you. He looks in your heart and your kidneys. What's your gut feeling? Scary, very scary, very scary. Serious, very serious. Relevant, very relevant. But, you know, you have a choice. You have a choice. Baruch Hashem, every year kind of comes a good family, got wonderful chinuch. But did you become too Americanized? And I call this the great identity crisis. And let's, let's see if you'll pass the identity crisis test. What's that? How do you describe yourself? Are you an American whose religion is Judaism of the ultra-Orthodox persuasion of Judaism, which sounds not bad, right? But, but your first words were, I am an American of the Jewish religion. That means your identity is you're an American, your religion. Or am I a Bas Yisrael who's temporarily residing in Galut? That's the identity crisis. Do you know the answer to that question? You never asked yourself that question. But the Kodesh is going to ask not you, he's going to ask your heart and your players. That's very important. That's very important. Let's talk a little bit about Allah Maisa now. Masil Zishorim says, Hachitsoinius Maoreres Hapnimius. So, until I'm a Shpia on my heart and on my kidneys, I have the opportunity to be Oisek Bechitsoinius and I'm a Pnimius. If I work on Hiddishkeit, and I work on 
getting rid of all American poison that I imbibed. American poison? Yeah, American poison. Now for women it's very easy. Why is it very easy? Go to your wardrobe. What's Mushpat in the styles in America? It's God. What's pure Yiddish? They're going to laugh at me if I wear <laughs> Terrific. That's the best thing in the world. That's the litmus test that you're, that you're on the right track when the Gemara says, In Igvisit the Meshicha, which we're in now, Suamera Mishtoilel, whoever wants to make sure that they get away from all the Rav, Golus, says Rashi, Kulam Emrim Mishugahu. Person that's a Suamera, everybody thinks they're crazy. Hey, you're wild. What happened to you? So, until that happens, then you can't really, really feel a Jerusalem from Mira. Now, what does it mean, Kulamay, Brim, Shugahu? The Goyim, Goyim, not Nagaya. Non religious, not Nagaya. Modern religious, not Nagaya. It means your friends. Even your mother. Why are you always so late? What are you doing? What kind of boy is going to look at you if you dress like that? When they're married. I don't want the bo- I don't want the other kind of boy who looks the what goes. I want I want a boy who's wants to be sent to I want a boy who wants uh Kedusha to tie off. You can start with the Khitsanius. <coughs> and I wanna say something over here. That says Bishus Noshim Tikanius Nigalum in Mitzrayim because it's fine to even say Koshinu Big Dehem it's much harder for a girl than for a boy. The boys, no matter what they wear, they wear whatever they wear. They're not fashion conscious. The Kodesh Baruch Hu put into females this feeling of aesthetics and beauty and fashion so that they should find favor in the eyes of their husband, which is a positive thing. It's necessary. But it can go overboard and it can be abused for the fashions that go, which all the rabbis scream against. And you can make a cheshven. When I wear my clothing, is my major concern to bring a smile to the face of the Kaddish Baruch Hu? My dear daughter, you're giving me so much nachas. You're a true bas Yisrael. You ever think of that? You're going to buy something. Take a friend with you. Oh, she's fashion conscious. She knows. Your mother wants to go with you. <laughs> you're not with it not anymore nowadays, right? You know, your, your styles, you know, you don't know. My, she, she'll come with me. She, this is what goes. And sometimes mothers do, do know what goes. And she'll go with you and say, it's what the boys of today like. So when your mother says that, tell, show me what the boys of today like. Okay, that's what I'm not wearing. I'm not interested in the boys of today. I'm interested in the boys of tomorrow. The boys of tomorrow. The boys who are looking forward to be gula or preparing themselves. Boys who are also not Americanized. Boys who want a bias of Kedusha. That's it. That, that's easy. It's not easy. It's very difficult. But it's something that it's tangible. 
And he showed the Kodesh Baruch Hu. They were conspicuously Jewish. Take one look and see, this is Abbas Israel Amitis, who is not Mushba from anything American. Including Barapak. Barapak is an American, in case you didn't know. <coughs> but it's not just dread, but dress, dress is very important. I want to make a very important point here that talking about the Kodesh Baruch smiling at you and kissing you on the head and saying, my, 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 my beloved daughter, you're giving me so much nachas. The Gedorim of Tzniyus, I am to be icy with this, and I'm, uh, the Gedorim of Tzniyus that the Rabbanim have given forth is the absolute bare minimum. Now that standard, if you take that standard into the kitchen, that standard of kashras, your mother would throw it out. The koshi kosher has maybe a K on it, you know. <laughs> we wouldn't need it. That, all those guidelines that you were told, that's not lechatchila. That doesn't bring a smile to the Kodesh Baruch Hu. It means, okay, you pass. You don't fail. You get a D instead of an F. Not even a B. Not even a B. When he came to the Kennis for Avrechim in America, the English Avrechim, Shteman said, everybody be aware of the fact that there's no, there's no limit, there's no limit. There's, there's a minimum, there's no maximum. No maximum. No matter what Madriga you're on, even if a very good Madriga, there's, there's unsatisfactory, there's satisfactory, there's good, and it's exemplary. And in the exemplary, there are different diagrams. All of those guidelines are what I'm giving you are just satisfactory. That's all. Clear. Let me be very clear to you. Satisfactory and kashrus in the kitchen wouldn't go. Even good wouldn't go in the kitchen. Until it's mahadrim and mahadrim, it wouldn't enter the kitchen. So why should it enter you? Why should it become part of you? Why shouldn't you look a little higher? Because you see, the Kodesh Baruch Hu I think, Aviyochol, I could say the Kodesh Baruch Hu has a sweet tooth for Tzniyus. And by the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that, that counts a lot. That counts a lot. And even if inside, people, girls might have their chickens and their geese and their ducks here, and they're not 100%. But you better let me see, I'm willing to pray a price. You see, I, I, I made a change. I want to be making myself a gula. I want to be making a gula. I want to look like a Bas Yisrael. Then that's virtually a guaranteed ticket. Because you did something. Something tangible. And that's going to be mashpia on your heart and your kidneys as well. Because This is a Yiddish lavush. It's pure Yiddish. It's going to make you happy, won't it? Let me tell you about the shotgun that you want. I want to tell you, there's two Shatchanim out there. The truth is, the Kodesh Baruch doesn't have much competition, except in Shiduchim. Shiduchim has no competition in most, in most things. Kodesh Baruch gives Chaim, and the Sultan gives Mavas. Kodesh Baruch gives Parnasa, and the Sultan takes away everybody's money. Kodesh Baruch gives Rufu, and the Sultan gives Machlois. It's <laughs> competition. In one field, the Sultan is very competitive, and that's in Shiduchim. Always very competitive. He works overtime. Kodesh Baruch Ba'isa, Kodesh Baruch Ba'isa, Kodesh Ba'isa, Kodesh Ba'isa, Kodesh Ba'isa, Kodesh Ba'isa, Kodesh Ba'isa, Kodesh Ba'isa, Kodesh
for the wrong reasons, of course. Because the Sultan knows that he has to do is make the wrong shidduch, and he or she are locked in, case closed. They never get anywhere in Yiddishkeit. I don't have to even fight them anymore. They married the wrong person for the wrong thing, and they're not headed, they're not headed for Godless, they're not headed for Aliyah. I, I can retire for them. They're in the retirement list. The Sultan works overboard for the wrong shidduch. Because I said, I'm, I'm willing to be your shatkin, but you have to come to me, and, yeah, and, and I have certain cr- cr- criteria to be my, to be my shat, to be your shatkin. And the major criterion for shatkin is tzniyas, it's a tanchuma. By tzaytetzei dina, you want your father to see it, you know, I'll show you. Tzaytetzei dina, kol isha v'basi tznuah v'tech beisa. That if a girl is a tsunua, then the Kaddish Bahu is the master Shatchen, will give her a husband who has the Kedusha and the Midas Toivas that's right to be a Kayin Godo, which is very rare in today's crazy world. I mean, there's plenty of Abdanim around, but there's plenty of that, nice Moshiva boys. But something, something a little better than that, something with. Your husband won't be based on how much money your father put away to buy the bonus boy, whoever did you know, whatever. Husband you have based on your sneers. So first, we have that. Go Ula Shlema, Lashim Sitkadiyos. The women are given all the credit for the original Gula, and the women will be given the credit for the Gula that's coming. And a great chalik of this credit that the women are going to bring the Gula is really, really emes, emes at Tzniyus. Tzniyus that you'll be ridiculed, that's the best thing. Tzniyus that really counts. Tzniyus that'll make the Kodesh brother smile and give you a kiss on your forehead, my daughter, you need so much nachas. And then you could be one of those Noshim Tzitkaniyos that are going to bring the Gula Ashley. And of course, if you're going to be one of those Noshimats and Kanyats that's going to bring the Gula Shlema, so of course you'll be Zechit to Gula. And it could be that your whole family will go on your wings to Eretz Yisrael, So this is a little pre-Pesach, Machshav, the three young ladies. Of course, help your parents, help your mother clean the house. But clean up your own Nishama. And clean up your heart and your Kulayesh and everything American. And make it a goal that this Pesach you'll be one of those Noshim Tzitkanyas that will bring Yitzhiyas America to Gulashim.